this is, I think, a really critical video, right, about accountability, right? So in a self-managing system, in a self-managing team, who is accountable? Right? Now, we need to distinguish two things, right? Um, a lot of accountability simply comes with a role, right? If one of my role is to, you know, book training venues, and a training venue isn't booked, well, it's obviously, you know, who is accountable? You know, that's me. You know, it's just a role that I hold, right? So in that way, accountability is very easy in self-managing team, just as it is in a normal organization. But what about accountability for, you know, the financial results, the profits and loss, you know, or for quality, you know, for things that aren't linked to just one individual role, but are the results of lots of people working together? You know, who's accountable? Who's responsible for that, right? Well, someone needs to be, right? That's the first important thing, right? Um, I'm, I'm surprised that I come across quite often so this really naive perspective that, you know, oh, in self-managing organization, we'll just trust, you know, results will just happen, will just pop up, right? And I've spent enough time, I think, in previous videos talking about the importance of actually, you know, for a system to know that it's healthy. Um, so that it's able to self-correct if it's not, right? So we absolutely need accountability. We absolutely need to know who we talk to, you know, when, when you know, the system, you know, isn't performing in the way it should be performing. Um, but so who, right? Who is it? And I think here we really have a choice. And we can't be half pregnant. I think it's really important to understand this, right? Traditionally, that accountability lies with one person, right? As a manager, I'm accountable for the results of my team, right? The performance, the financial performance, the quality, and so forth, right? But if I, as a person, am responsible for the accountability, that means that I also want power over people, you know, who participate in this, right? If you're going to hold me accountable, I want to have power to make things happen, right? So self-management is this fundamental shift away from individual accountability to team accountability, right? So if you take Bürtzorg, you know, a team for 10 to 12 nurses, the team is collectively responsible for its results. There isn't one individual that is responsible, right? And, and that's the way I mean by, you know, saying you can't be half pregnant. You can't say, oh, we're self-managing, but there's still this one person that is really responsible for the results on behalf of the team, right? Um, and I see this happening in a lot of organizations that sort of do these culture changes and say, hey, we want our manager to be coaches and you know, not to be authoritarian. But I think what we're asking them is really a very tall order. So I, I think we're asking them to be almost Buddhas, where we say it's a sort of a contradictory injunction. You tell them, well, you know, you're responsible for the results. Like, if the results are bad, you know, we know who to talk to. But at the same time, you know, don't impose anything on anybody. Just, you know, let people participate. And that's sort of a contradictory injunction, right? And so the, the sort of Copernican revolution that happens when you go to self-management is that, as of now, the unit that is responsible for results is the team of people who participate in creating those results. Right? And, and it's, it's, it's really a remarkable shift. Um, and it's a very powerful shift. 
right? Um, one way to think about it is, in the old system, if we're a team of 12 people and we have a manager, you know, really, the manager is the weaker link of that team, right? We don't generally care too much about the results. If results are bad, you know, the manager will let us know. We just continue doing our thing. And so maybe the manager will intervene when the results aren't that great, um, but maybe not, right? Whereas now, with a team of 10 to 12, well, there's 10 or 12 people who care about the results, 10 or 12 people who will speak up, 10 or 12 people who say, like, you know, we should do be really better than this, or who say, we do great, but I think we could do even better, right? So the system becomes much more powerful and much more resilient. Right? So that's one of the fundamental ways in which self-management works, is that we all collectively feel accountable, and so the level of accountability just skyrockets when you when you go to uh, self-management right um, the same is true at the highest level right um, let's say that you still have um, a management team right I'm I'm wondering like you know who feels really accountable if it's still the former CEO then you really haven't made that revolution right how can you all collectively feel feel accountable So that's really, that's really the shift, right? And I'd, I'd really invite you to look and you know, have a conversation with every team and say, who in this team feels responsible, feels accountable? Um, and it means that when the, the results are bad, you don't go and talk to any one person. You really go and talk to the team as a whole. And that's sort of a, a, a small quibble I, I still have with some of the forms of self-management out there. Um, you have some form of sociocracy or, or holacracy, right? Um, they um, they don't you know tell you how you should do performance management and, and accountability really, you, yeah. But they still have you know in holacracy, for instance, somebody who's called the lead link, right? And that person still is accountable, um, you know, for how that team you know works towards the its purpose and towards the greater purpose, and um, and so that's why the lead link, you know, is given some power, right? You have to, you know, if you have individual accountability, you have to have some level of individual power. And in the case of, of the lead link, it is, you know, to assign roles, um, you know, to prioritize work. And, um, and I think it's interesting to really sort of make that revolution and not fill that role, but actually have a team as a whole, like in Beardsark, be collectively accountable for its results. Perhaps you've noticed, there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.